Todd Brinker and uh, Aaron will not be joining us today. Yeah, we're working on a new format and um, we're probably going to go to weekly now. It's what it's what we're looking at. And, you know, we did a test run uh, a week ago and it just wasn't didn't go smoothly for us. We neither one of us felt right. It felt disjointed. So we didn't even post the show that we recorded. Um, we just kind of bum fumbled around a little bit. And so we got to rethink sort of the format and how we want to do this and how we're going to go forward. But uh, we do intend to to be uh, here for you and to continue publishing um, regularly. It's just we're not quite sure what that's going to be. But uh, I've decided that, you know, I've been sitting here long enough. It's been a couple weeks now since we did our last published show and that maybe I would take a chance at figuring something out. So, um, you know, here's a couple different ideas. Today's going to be just kind of a test run and we'll see how it goes. So first of all, let's do headlines. All right. So I'm just going to read some headlines and just things that are going on in the world. Then we'll come back and maybe talk about some of it more individually. So uh, in Surfside, a grieving community comes together as hope fades for those who are trapped in a building collapse. If you've been living in a shoebox somewhere, uh, and didn't weren't aware of it. Um, it's uh, Surfside is a, a suburban area, a, sur a suburb of Miami, and in a, a 12 story condo, like half of the building just collapsed and pancaked down on itself. There are uh, uh, close to 100 people missing, and now there's been several confirmed deaths as they continue to work through the rubble. I'm sure they're going to find other people who were killed in there um, apparently there's been at least 10 deaths that they've confirmed um you know and it's been um uh you know uh, close to a week now and so uh the chances of somebody being alive underneath there are getting slimmer and slimmer as time goes by but you know they're holding out hope that there's somebody trapped underneath there uh the supreme court refuses to hear transgender bathroom case a victory for lgbt rights and student gavin grimm so we'll come back and talk about that maybe a little bit later mcconnell tries to derail democratic infrastructure strategy so uh politics y'all yeah. vaccinated among delta deaths older but older and relatively few all right so some people who are vaccinated are still dying from the delta variant of the covid virus but they are older and there's relatively few of them so hopefully there's still some protection you a top u.s general got into a shouting match with trump over race protests uh chicago mass shooting leaves 11 wounded one fatally so uh let's see what else is going on north koreans heartbroken over kim's emaciated looks hottest days ever forecast for seattle and portland Revealed neo-Confederate group includes military officers and politicians. Iraq condemns U.S. airstrikes on Iranian-backed militias. Beijing national security law takes a toll in Hong Kong. Smoke billows from a London train station as fire crews tackle plays. Twenty people found dead on a boat drifting in Turks and Caicos. 
France has a new conservative figurehead who's looking to topple President Macron. Dow Jones lags, NASDAQ leads in mixed open biotech stocks rocket on Intella CRISPR news. Intellia. Salesforce.com stock climbs. Renault inks gigafactory deal with Chinese French firms. Honda's first electric SUV will call, be called the Prologue. Women and Social Security, how to get the biggest check. Technology. What Windows 11s means? We'll be stuck with millions of Windows 10 zombies. YouTube launches 4K and offline downloads today, but they don't come cheap. Apple wants you to keep this long list of products away from your medical devices. Who needs iPads when this Windows 10 Pro laptop is only $219.99 at Amazon? Vin Diesel Update on Riddick 4 and potential new Riddick game. John Oliver on Healthcare Ministries. They are not health insurance. Kim Kardashian skims tapped as official Team USA Olympic loungewear. James Corden spills his guts as petition over insensitive bit gains steam. And Novak Djokovic advances Venus Williams match among those postponed by rain at Wimbledon. With the Clippers, Reggie Jackson feels like he has a place in the NBA. Clippers and the Cl and the Phoenix Suns play today. Phoenix is up 3-1 in that series. As a Lakers fan, Clippers can go down as far as I'm concerned. Plus, since the Lakers lost to the Suns, if the Suns go all the way, then I don't feel quite so bad because, hey, they were the champions. We'll see if that happens. Milwaukee Bucks defeated Atlanta Hawks in Game 3. TNT analyst Charles Barkley says this series is a wrap, which means it's clearly not because Charles is like the worst analyst ever. I mean, he's entertaining, but as far as his predictions, oh my gosh. Um, if he says it, buy against. That's all I can say. Uh, science, living fossil with arms made of pig snouts discovered in the South Pacific. Of course, things that look like pig snouts. That's ridiculous that they weren't, they're not actually pig snouts. China releases new footage from Zhurong Mars Rover and peculiar parasite fungi discovered growing out of the rectum of a 50 million year old fossilized ant. Okay, that's enough. We will finish there. Thank you very much, science. Um, so, Back to the top. Supreme Court refuses to hear transgender bathroom issues. So, you know, when something comes up to the Supreme Court, they can, they look at it and they decide yes or no, whether they're going to decide anything on it. And sometimes they just say, you know what, we're not even going to do anything. What, what's been decided before is okay. We're just going to reject it. And that's what they did here. They just said, you know, it's already been handled well with the cases below. We're not going to make any changes. They, there were good points of law made and there's no reason for us to be hearing this. Uh, so on Monday, they handed LGBT rights movement another victory, declining to hear an appeal that challenged the rights of transgender students to use bathrooms of their choosing. Um, the high court said it would not take the case involving Gavin Grimm and the school board of Gloucester County, Virginia. The board refused Grimm a choice to use the boys' bathroom in his school in a policy that also applied to other transgender students. Grimm was born female but began identifying a male after his high school freshman year. Um, Grimm's right to use the boys' bathroom was upheld in rulings in lower federal courts, which had ruled that he was protected by a federal law that bars school programs from discrimi discriminating against students on the basis of their sex. 
The two Supreme Court's more conservative justice, Thomas and Alito, said that they would have heard the case according to the order released on Monday, but apparently the other members of the court said no. Um, the use of bathrooms by transgender students and the acceptance of such students on school athletics teams has become a flashpoint for conservatives in recent years. Um, the ruling in Grimm's favor comes after a year, uh, year after the Supreme Court ruled that federal civil rights laws bars employees from discriminating against people because of how they identify their gender. And I think that's a, an, an accurate thing. They should not be uh, discriminated against because of how they identify. That said, I also think that it is absolutely unfair for young ladies to have to compete against people who are genetically male in sports and so I think that we need to start drawing some lines and splitting some hairs to say what you can and can't do you know if you believe that you are uh, a gender other than that which you were born to and that you need to identify that way and that's how you're going to decide to live your life that's fine but there are some limitations on that you cannot uh, you know take the advantage that you have physically and impose it on those who do not have that same genetic advantage um, now, there are those who would say, well, but, you know, two people of the same gender, one of them might have genetic advantages uh, over another as well. But, um, you know, those are, are a flip of the coin. It's not a decision on how you choose to live your life. And I will get people who are transgender coming back at me and saying, I didn't have a decision. I, you know, that's who I am, and, and I just have to be true to myself. I get that. Good. You be true to yourself. It doesn't mean that you then get to compete against somebody who, in being true to themselves, is disadvantaged because of you know your uh, your being true to yourself. Because you being true to yourself is a choice. I'm not saying you you had a choice uh, to be how you are or who you are, but you have a choice to go out and compete in a sport. And you know if if you if you really want to compete in a sport, uh, then play with those who also have made you know are in the same situation so maybe create some transgender teams and and play with them uh you know i just feel it's really really unfair to to young women uh and there's been multiple instances particularly in the track and field area where uh young women who who would have uh you know been state champions have now not been state champions in some cases because transgender students were allowed to compete you know in girls sports um and, you know, if there are transgender um, uh, men who were born women, uh, you know, want to compete in sports, quite frankly, they don't have the same advantage genetically. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I don't feel like there's as big of a deal there. But, you know, I just, you know, it, it's there is a, a physiological difference at the at the molecular level. Uh, between male and female born people and and so it's just inherently unfair and the whole purpose of something like title nine was to make sure that the young ladies had equal opportunity to compete and if we're now going to say that somebody who was born male um, can compete against them and push them out of the opportunities that they previously had um, then you know we we've defe we, we basically defeated title nine and you know, what you're doing is you're looking at two different, and I have issues with Title IX to begin with, too, so I think there's some, been some, some very unintended consequences there that we can talk about at another time. Um, or Actually, I'll get into it in a little bit. But the, uh, you know, the idea that we're going to you know, try to make sure that 
that uh, transgender people are treated fairly and and not um, uh, not shown any bias because of who they are is admirable. Um, that's a group of people that needs to be that we need to make sure we have protections for because otherwise there are a lot of people out there who just naturally would would um, have bias and that's just human that's the human condition. But by the same token, uh, you know, we also have another group of people, females, who we also have to make sure that there are not biases against them. And, and so, you know, when you have two different groups of people, both of whom need uh, to be listened to and, and treated fairly, you have to then balance that and say, you know, which group is the group that, that has the, the greater argument here? And or, or or is and you can measure a greater argument by saying, you know, there's more of them. There are more, you know, born females who identify as female than um, uh, born males who identify as female. And so it's a greater number of people. It's the greater good. If you say it that way, um, you know, the the you can't always go with whatever is the most current squeaky wheel and. And, and, and it's particularly when you're creating laws, you have to create laws and, and regulations that I think make sense over a longer term, not just in the, in the moment. Uh, and, you know, I mean, if somebody's got an argument that goes the other way and says, yes, that absolutely there, that, uh, that there is no, you know, no reason that uh, a, a, uh, a transgender male, no, transgender female, a born male who is identifying as female should not, should be allowed to compete against uh, birth females who identify as female you know I, I'm, I'm happy to hear the argument but thus far the arguments that I've heard have not convinced me otherwise and so you know I at, at this point uh, feel strongly that that allowing transgender females to compete against birth females is wrong it's 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 you're you're stealing away opportunities from young women um who who were born young women and didn't didn't um you know don't have the advantages of of male genetics uh and it's it's just it's it's we need to we need to find a solution as a society and if that means that we now have you know uh instead of boy and girl uh, sports in high school we now have boy and girl and transgender sports in high school then so be it I, you know whatever it boils down to you know if there's enough people to make up transgender teams um you know i know that in in most high schools too if there is not a female sport for the for a young lady to participate in she has the option of competing with the boys and that's not always you know a, a winning thing for the girls you know boys are physically stronger and and larger in in a general sense and so um you know if if there's a transgender person that they should also then be allowed to compete now the question then becomes do they compete at the um uh you know if there isn't a transgender team then they get to compete so then do they get to compete as the the gender they identify with or the gender that they were born to um, and quite frankly, right now, I feel that the gender that they were born to is a more fair competition than the gender that they identify with, just on the physicality of sports. Um, so, yeah, I don't know.
Not an easy question. Either way, the higher court has said it's not going to take the case in terms of bathrooms. So uh, Gavin Grimm will be allowed as a, as a gender-identified male to use the boys' bathroom. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of high schools, the bathrooms, at least for the males, is a relatively demeaning affair where, you know, you have a trough that you literally pee into. But they still, all of them have, have stalls somewhere where you can, you know, sit down. So if Gavin's going to go use those, I don't know if Gavin has had any kind of uh, gender reassignment surgeries or anything. But, you know, if Gavin needs to sit down to use the restroom, fine. Then go to a stall. I really don't care where they go to the bathroom either. And so to me, that's sort of a non, um, non-issue, uh, the bathroom thing. So I can understand the court coming back and saying, you know, we don't care. We, you know, th- th- this has been decided, and and it's been handled, and it's been handled in every way that we see is is uh, appropriate for it to be handled. So, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. I think the next, you know, uh, decade or so, that's going to be something we're going to continue to see is how how do these things get handled um, by the world, you know, by the people around them, and how do they handle within the United States? Um, you know, we tend to be a relatively liberal country in terms of um, um, those issues, at least in this current time. I mean, there's been times when we clearly were credibly intolerant and other places uh, in the world were more tolerant than we are. Um, and that's still the case. You know, we sit somewhere in the middle. Um, so apparently Mitch McConnell is trying to uh, hold up the Democrats. Surprise, surprise. In terms of the infrastructure uh, strategies that they're putting together, so, um, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's trying to stop a bill that's going to likely raise taxes on corporations and, uh, and spend trillions of dollars. Um, I would expect nothing less from, from somebody who comes across as a, a, a uh, through his whole, you know, life in the Senate and public, in public po- uh, positions as a, uh, a conservative who, who supports, you know, the growth of business as a way to drive an economy. Um, you know, whether you like or dislike Mitch McConnell, he um, he is uh, doing everything he can to try to stop the Democrats from creating a Democrat-only effort to raise corporate taxes on and raise spending on education, child care, and fighting climate change. Um, you know, they tried to put into the infrastructure bill originally those things, the, the – uh, education, child care, and climate change things. And they basically broke it out and said those will go into a um, uh, separate bill. The, the Those will go into the basic, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the budgeting. So they will do a reconciliation of the regu- regular budgeting and try to get those things pushed through. And that then the things that, that they could get the – uh, infrastructure, which was the more traditional infrastructure of roads and bridges and, and, and you know, Internet access and broadband and things like that, um, they are generally considered infrastructure, those things they could get the uh, Republicans to agree on. And so they're trying to push one part of it through one way while at the same time saying he's going to go back and, and get the rest of it through another way. And so then a bunch of the Republicans are going, well, wait a minute, then – What's the point? But, you know, then no, we're not going to agree to this because if you're going to go ahead and push everything that we don't want in this bill through in a different way, you know, we're still not getting what we want. We were agreeing to do part of this. 
So we'll see how it all, all boils down. There are some who are betting that we won't get a, uh, an infrastructure bill at all and others who think that you know we'll probably get it in some fashion or form. Um, I'm probably in that latter group. I think we'll probably get it in some fashion or form, but it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. And, uh, you know, we've got little bits and pieces of the, um, of the uh, uh, overall infrastructure thing sort of in agreement. Um, and, uh, you know, and then can they stop the, the reconciliation bill passing with the other information they want in? That's what the Republicans are trying to do. And McConnell is a pretty wily guy. He knows how the Senate works, and he's been, he's been both a minority leader and a majority leader at different times. And so, uh, you know, and I think as, as, as time is playing on to the Republican side right now as they're trying to, to um, stop and slow down as much as they can, waiting for the uh, midterm elections in uh, 2022. And we're halfway through 2021 already. Um, so... Or we'll see how, how that shakes out. You know, they've got some time. Um, so apparently some people who have been vaccinated have gotten the Delta variant of COVID in the UK and, and died. But it's relatively few people, and most of them have been older people, people who are already very susceptible to, uh, to COVID to begin with. Um, you know, as we open back up, uh, even those that are... Um, vaccinated have been testing positive in some instances and uh, it seems like this delta variant is mostly protected by the vaccine but if you have um, other uh, concurrent issues that might make you less than 100 percent healthy that covid then exacerbates that the other thing that's been very interesting to me has been the whole long covid thing um, you know how 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 bad is long covid you know i mean i personally know a, a an Olympic hopeful who was a national record holder who retired from the sport of swimming uh, because she had issues with uh, long COVID. You know, she, she had tested positive and had a very mild case, but she's had ongoing issues that have prevented her from training. And, uh, you know, this, this Olympics was sort of the last one that she was going to be, you know, age age appropriate for i mean you can continue training and you might make it but there's a window there for all athletes you know as to like when you're going to be the right age to be able to compete um and um yeah she had to hang it up and so you know that's just one example of of this and i wonder how many people are out there dealing with symptoms of long covid not even knowing that it was covid related um and there are probably lots of people who have had covid who were um you know, had minor symptoms or no symptoms at all, but they can still have the long COVID symptoms. They can have problems over a period of time. And to, you know, who knows? We don't know. You know, we're still learning about what these things are. Clearly, this virus gets in and does lots of things within the human body. Um, and it's funny because, you know, the stories are coming out like, oh, it does this and it does that and it has this symptom and that symptom. And, you know, like the list of symptoms of COVID when uh, when when they're listed out is like, well, shoot, that's just like every cold or flu I've ever had. I mean, there's just like a, you know, throw everything in there. You could have this or that or that or this or this and that. And, and um, I wonder if time is going to go by and we're going to shake out and see that some of these things that we're thinking are long COVID aren't actually COVID. They're just other issues. Um or are we going to find out that this really is an insidious uh, virus that, that really causes a lot of different issues over a long period of time and can mess people up for life? Um, 
yeah, you know, is it something that some of these people are going to be dealing with now for the rest of their life, some of these long COVID symptoms? And some of these symptoms are things like, um, you know, low blood oxygen and exhaustion and inability to catch your breath and, um, you know, uh, heartbeat variations that are uncontrolled, like your heart, beats, heart starts racing for no reason. And, uh, and so there's just a whole bunch of things like that that are, um, uh, you know, kind of things that can really unhinge you a little bit. And, um, and you really don't know, you know, what, what it is, but you know, it interrupts sleep. And once your sleep is interrupted, then your health generally goes downhill from there too. So there's, there's all kinds of things that, um, that are being attributed to long COVID that we just don't know about, excuse me, don't know much about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. Um, you know, uh, and I, you know, I guess, you know, you don't want to be that person who's that, uh, you know, complaining about, complaining about, um, uh, everything consistently all the time. You know, you don't want to be the, the, the boy who cried wolf with your symptoms. And yet at the same time, you know, if you're, if you're actually having these symptoms, you need to be able to identify them and categorize them and say, you know, Hey, what, what was the source of this? Why is, and is it not going away? You know, um, if it's not going away, that's not a good thing. You've got to, nobody wants to continue to live their life with, with health issues if they don't have to, um, you know, and, uh, the, the vaccination lessens the strength and chance of the primary attack of COVID. But what we don't know is, does that actually help you against some of the longer term issues with COVID? So like if I'm vaccinated and, uh, and I get exposed to COVID and I catch COVID, but I have a very mild case because I was vaccinated or maybe not even aware because I have no symptoms whatsoever. So I have an asymptomatic case and COVID comes and goes. Then I start having COVID and, and chances are I wouldn't even know because if I didn't have symptoms, you know, and, and I'm not in a job like healthcare or, or a professional sport where I'm being tested regularly. Um, so, you know, it comes and goes and then I start having these other symptoms. Now, am I going to associate those with COVID? I don't even know that I would, you know, I would just suddenly like, um, you know, have, have lack of energy, have uh, brain fog, which is such a weird thing to define even, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I'll know it when I see it is a terrible, terrible way to define something, you know, or I'll know it when I feel it. Um, you know, and so what do you do? What do you do? How do you deal with that? Um, and how, how do you tie that back to COVID? Um, theoretically they would be able to go in and find antibodies to say you had COVID, but Hey, if you've had the vaccination, then you have antibodies. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what they do at that point or how that's tracked or even how we, we begin to deal with that, you know, um, and those those long term long COVID issues uh, are debilitating. Um, the the um, you know part of the the long COVID problems are you know significant. I mean, there's people who have said that they've been so uh, exhausted by 
long COVID, that they've basically been bedridden for, uh, you know, months. Um, you know, they're, they're saying long COVID, is, again, appears to affect each person differently. Well, that means that, you know, they've got a laundry list of symptoms and you can, you know, pick and choose like, well, you know, fatigue, brain fog, loss of smell and taste, shortness of breath, cough, joint pain, chest pain. You might also have sleep issues, anxiety, gut problems, fever, muscle pain, uh, depression, headaches, rapid heartbeats. Well, okay, in this last week, I've been tired. I've had fatigue. Brain fog, eh, probably not so much brain fog. Loss of smell and taste. I have sinus issues. I'm congested. I can't smell or taste things half the time. Shortness of breath. On occasion, you know, I'm not in great shape. And, and with a little bit of cough, I've definitely had some sleep issues and, and a headache. Um, uh, you know, muscle pain. Well, you know, I'm almost 60. I have muscle pain a lot, you know. Um, oh, the list isn't done. Inflammation of your heart muscle, lung-related issues, kidney problems, hair loss, skin rashes, sleep issues. They already said sleep issues once. Um, must be a big one, huh? Hard time concentrating and memory. Depression, anxiety, or mood changes. They've repeated those several times. But... Um, you know, I mean, holy moly, let's, let's just throw in, you know, diarrhea, irritability and and a runny nose. You know, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things on that list. Um, so, you know, if you have two or three or four of those things, you go, well, do I have long COVID? I don't know. And and if I've been vaccinated and I already have antibodies from the vaccination, can I tell if it was long COVID? How would they even test to know? If I had COVID and it was asymptomatic, um, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of things that are happening that, you know, there's somebody who was maybe, you know, anxious and depressed and has sleep issues. And as a result, they're, you know, uh, got some hair loss and getting headaches regularly. You know, that's five issues that are on this list. Now, was it long COVID? Don't know. How do you prove it? At this point, I think a lot of stuff is probably being assigned the no, the moniker long COVID um, that have nothing to do with COVID uh, because the symptoms are just so broad ranging. Um, you know, fatigue, a cough, joint pain, chest pain. Um, you know, if you've got chest pain, take an aspirin and go to the hospital. I mean, that could be a heart attack. It might not be long COVID. Um, you know, if, uh, if you've got joint pain, it might be that it's arthritis and you're old or that, you know, you're not in good shape and you're just stiff and it's painful. Um, there's just an awful long laundry list there of things for long COVID. Holy macanolis. Who knows? Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think, you know, just like when COVID first hit us, we didn't know what it was and how it was transmitted and what was going on. And there was a lot of paranoia about it same thing happened when you know aids first became something that was in the in the conscious of the public we didn't know how it was transmitted and what it was and what how you know what was going on um long covid is going to be the same thing it's going to take a while for us to figure out what what it is what the real symptoms are and and what we can do with it but but uh uh post-acute squale sars covirus 2 infection p-a-s-c is what we've been calling long COVID. And so they're slowly starting to, you know, they've identified 
they've identified a, a better uh, name, or at least a more accurate scientific name than long COVID. Um, and now they're trying to figure out, you know, what the heck uh, that really means. Excuse me, what that really means. So time will tell as we work our way through it. Um, but, you know, I, I look at it with a skeptical eye, quite frankly. Okay, Chicago mass shooting leaves 11 wounded with one fatality. Uh, and then an update says, week, well, this is weekend shootings. Six killed and 74 injured in weekend shootings in Chicago. Man, don't go to Chicago, especially on the weekend, huh? Um, you know, I, the details of this, I mean, we'll, 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 they will come out. And very often it's, it's people who knew each other. You know, it's like a, a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend that got jilted and they show up where their ex was at a party and they just start shooting. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine where you've got to be mentally to, to think that's the right move, right? The way to go deal with something is to grab your gun and start shooting at people. Um, yeah, I said, uh, let's see. They resp officers responded to a report of three suspected men opening fire into a crowd in Chicago Lawn, a neighborhood of Chicago. Authorities have yet not uh, has as of yet not identified a suspect or a motive for the shooting. So it was, it was a drive-by. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Victims between the ages of 21 and 57 all at the hospital for gunshot wounds. Two of them are serious injuries. Others were either in fair or good condition. The name of the slain woman woman was not immediately released. Um, you know, we're seeing an uprise in violent behavior right now, um, and. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure the reason for it, you know, uh, but it's weird that we're seeing an uptick in violent behavior and violent crimes at the same time that we're seeing people out there saying defund the police. I mean, um, I just read that, you know, like $16 million was taken away from the budget for the or, um, the um, Oakland Police Department. And I thought, are these people idiots? The people who are trying to defund the police, I understand the the the, the concern and the frustration that, that of police violence on on minorities and pe police violence on just people, uh, you know, regardless of, of whether they're uh, part of a minority or not. Um, but as and I'm starting to hear more and more backlash, and I'm so happy to hear it about reform the police, adjust what their responsibilities are. Train them to handle uh, issues nonviolently first. Provide them with support, or, or even perhaps specific people within the within the department, or um, uh, or have them partner with other departments to do conflict resolution, so that their first issue isn't let's pull the gun out and make sure everybody knows who's in charge when we show up. And you better listen to me because I'm in charge and I have the gun. And wait a minute, you're not listening to me? That I find threatening, bang. You know, and, you know, they're human beings. They, they This is where things, how things build up in your mind. I'm sure it's not like they go into the situation saying, hey, I'm going to go out and shoot somebody today. You know, that's not who the police are. They don't look at trying to go out and shoot people as a goal for them. Uh, but by the same token, they want to come home at the end of the day and be with their kids and their wife. You know, they're in a tough situation. I understand that. 
And, and so we need to give them the tools to do it properly so that they are not a threat to the pe very people they're supposed to be protecting and serving. Okay? They don't need, they, they, they should not be a threat to people they're protecting and serving. The people who they are protecting and serving should not be a threat to them. Okay? So, um, you know, we can't do a whole lot about the fact that they are sometimes put in dangerous situations where people are acting irrationally. But we can work with them to understand that there are ways to go about doing the job that we pay them to do. We are their bosses. We are the people who hire and fire them. Um, they are public servants. We need to define how they do their job better. And so we need to put some work there. We need to uh, re-educate, redirect, and support the police so that they can do the job that we hire them to do. And we should not have segments of our society being afraid that an armed police officer might kill them for them, you know, when, when they've called for help. You know, or they're not they They won't call for help. And and, you know, the idea that we're going to defund the police, just take away the money, get rid of the police. You know, Maxine Waters has said do away with prisons. I mean, um, you know, if if we're going to do away with prisons, does that mean that the uh, Derek Chauvin, the police officer who's going to spend 22 and a half years in prison uh, for having killed a man uh, should be just let go? because we don't have prisons? No, that's a stupid idea. She knows it's a stupid idea. And if she doesn't know it's a stupid idea, then she's stupid, um, you know? And, and, and if that's a paraphrase of something that she didn't say, you know, and, and if she wants to, to, to more accurately explain herself, then please do, because that's the quote that's going around. That's the quote that she, that you're hearing is we should just get rid of prisons and it's dumb, you know, now should we be more careful about sending people to prison? Is there a reason that our prisons are a higher percentage of minorities than the rest of the population? Is there a social issue with more of uh, minorities living below the poverty line? Yeah, we got to deal with those. We need to deal with those issues, but defunding the police Getting rid of prisons just with the wave of a wand? That's stupid. It's just dumb. Yeah, we're not going to do that. You know it. I know it. She knows it. You know, I don't know why she bothers to, to speak sometimes. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, you, know you, you wonder sometimes politicians, and, and, and I'm not picking on Maxine Waters in particular because, you know, there's, they all do it to some extent, and it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. Um, but sometimes they, you know, they, they, somebody asks them a question that they really don't know anything about instead of going, you know, I don't really know. I don't have an opinion there, or I'm not as well versed in that area as I like. So I'm not willing to talk about it. They never pass up the opportunity to open their mouth and, and stick their foot in it. All of, you know, they just, there's politicians that do that regularly. Joe Biden was one of them really, he's really good at, you know, starting to talk about something and then going off on a tangent and saying something stupid. Um, you know, it doesn't mean he's a stupid man. doesn't mean that he's. He's, you know, unfit for the job. It just means he, he puts his foot in his mouth pretty regularly. 
Um, as president, he's been working real hard to not say much. <laughs> but every once in a while, you'll think he's done talking, and then he'll turn around and tr say something back to the to the to the uh, um, uh, news media. Um, he did that the other day, and you can just imagine what his what his uh, you know like press secretary was thinking. It's like, oh no, no, no! You you almost were off the stage. You almost made it back to to behind the doors without without you know being irritatingly bad and saying something we're going to have to walk back later. But no, <laughs> you know, I, and I imagine that Trump's press secretaries felt the same way, you know, because he he would, I you know, they would lay awake at night going, God, what's he tweeting right now? What's he tweeting right now? You know, I mean, just lay there watching Twitter, waiting, following him, waiting to see what he's going to put out next so that you know what you have to do when you come into the office in the morning. Um, you know, we, we've had a, 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 a few leaders who, who are like that. They're a little bit um, of, uh, you know, a uh, uh, unhinged gunslingers that, 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 that uh, like to speak off the hip, you know, shoot from the hip. And uh, uh, that's got to cause your, your press secretaries to lay awake at night going, why me? Why me? Why me? You know, I served at the at the uh, at the behest of the president, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a funny thing. It's a funny, funny thing. So, um, anyhow, that's I'm going to wrap it up there. We've been going for about forty minutes with the the uh, test run. And, you know, I've already got a few notes here on things we're going to try to do better. But uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to Back from the Brink, take two. And, uh, you know, Aaron will be joining me. We're probably going to get some more of these done. And hopefully we found a new way to kind of talk about the things that we want to talk about that we hope you find interesting. If you enjoyed listening to this, then please let me know by um, giving me a good score there on your podcast app. Give me a five-star rating. If you didn't enjoy it, then uh, yeah, um, don't don't download us. Don't don't talk about us. Don't say anything bad. Just go away. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll see if we can keep those ratings going in a positive direction. And uh, you know, but if you have some some ideas or, or hints and tips, we do have feedback available at Wakanda Broadcasting. That's W A C A N D A Broadcasting dot com, and uh, um, you can. Leave your thoughts there, and uh, we'll try to uh, take that into account next time we do one of these. And we appreciate you for listening and downloading our podcast. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>